Check, check, check. This is where I am. This is a sound check. This is where I'm going to sit. I'll well, sit here. Hopefully my legs don't go numb. Oh, yeah. We don't need you. <laughs> we don't need that to happen. <laughs> Happy New Year's, Millennials! Hey guys, it's been so long and we're so glad to be back with you guys. Yes, we are so excited. And once again, I am Ebony Black and this is Arabia Banos. And we are Us Us Millennials! Millennials. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about um, why Millennials struggle with rest. Mm-hmm. And just to give you a little background on how we came about um, choosing this topic, well, today I came over to record the podcast and I threw myself on your couch <laughs> and I was just talking about how I felt like I had two weeks break mm-hmm. and um, because I recently started teaching first grade and so we had two weeks off and all year I wanted nothing more for these two weeks to come. Like I was like, man, when these two weeks come, I'm going to hang out with this person and that person. I'm going to get this done and I'm going to clean out my closet and I'm going to do this and that. And then the time has kind of come and gone. Yeah. And I don't feel like I did absolutely nothing. Like I feel like I was somewhat productive, but in no way in the way that I originally wanted to be. Um, And so then I was asking you about yesterday yeah. Like what were you you had some goal to clean out your closet during the break? Yeah, like I just felt overwhelmed. Like I was folding clothes and all of a sudden I got tired. Now, mind you, I finished folding them, but they're still on my bed. Mm-hmm. They didn't get, they didn't move from the bed to the closet. And I was just like, I'm done. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm getting ready to go. <laughs> like I'm out. Like and I and I literally left because I was like this is this is too much, like, because while I was folding, I'm thinking about, you know, three or four other things that I was like, I wanted to get done before I go back to my normal schedule. And I, too, work in the school system as well. So it's just like, it's that pressure as a millennial, like, this goal-oriented environment that we live in. And it's it's overwhelming and I know me personally I deal with that anxiety that comes with that yeah and I think it's understandable for us to have that trouble balancing like knowing when is the right time to rest when is the time to get up and like push a little bit further mm-hmm. and it reminded me of that quote from Banksy the artist mm-hmm. um when he says learn to rest not to quit something like that yeah um and I just really like that quote because with me, sometimes I could be a very all or nothing person. So I'll be like, oh, I'm going to clean out the entire closet today. Like mm-hmm. I've canceled all my plans. I'm going to clean out the closet. But then if I feel like I can't do it, like if just thinking about it is overwhelming, then I'm like, oh, I'm just going to like lay on my bed and watch Netflix. But it's like, there's got to be some middle ground. Like mm-hmm. maybe if I still give my body what it needs by resting, like, okay, take a nap mm-hmm. and then get up and then see what you can do. Maybe if I did that, then I would be more productive. Yeah. And I know I mentioned the power of routine. um, And I think that goes a long way when it comes to the battle between being productive and or feeling lazy at times because you do need rest. But I think that we're told that rest is not 
something that you should like do. It's the devil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you should be embarrassed to be resting. Or shame. Like it's laziness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shame. Very good. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. that's one thing that has to be broken down, basically. Like we have to break that down for ourselves and understand like what does rest mean to us? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I told you that I have a routine every morning and I think that routine helps me to stay grounded and it pushes me to want to do more like during the day. Because if I just woke up every morning for me and just didn't have like one thing that I did the same, mm. I feel like I would kind of be all over the place. Yeah, And I don't really like feeling like that. Um, because I am a creative that actively engages in projects and work and everything. And so that can happen like really easily to get distracted. Yeah. And I think like I've been talking about this too with so many friends because a lot of people are on break for the holidays or whatever. And so it's, it's just crazy because we're such creatures of like we're creatures of habit and mm-hmm. we thrive off of routine mm-hmm. and then if something is changed from that routine we kind of don't really know what to do with ourselves like i mm-hmm. feel like um like even if your routine involves things you don't really want to do like going to school or like going to work it's like oh of course i want any, i want to do anything else but that but you don't realize that your body is like used to doing those things. And then when you take those things away, you're just like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. like it's like a kid that just graduated from college that has like no boundaries anymore. And it's, I guess we're all just kind of learning how to set those boundaries for ourselves that school used to, or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And it could be a struggle. Yeah. It could be a, it could be a really big struggle to do that. Yeah. I think that's a good point that you make as far as boundaries, because even in our household, like with parents or with whoever raised you as a um, parental figure, they provided some type of boundary and you were thriving off of that boundary. And then when you left the home, it was like you had to create your own. Um, And I think as millennials, we still are trying to figure out what that looks like to be real. Um, I feel like a lot of people has have successfully found their flow, but I think that it continues to change because as you evolve, like circumstances it, change. Yeah, circumstances change. People are put into your routine. Like yeah. people are taken out. Like <laughs> it's just, it's just you know, so it can't just go anyway. Like it's true. Yeah, I was um like I was listening to another podcast. Um, the Minimalist Podcast. Oh, okay. That's a really good podcast, by the way. People should listen to that. But um, Look. Yeah. <laughs> they need to be paying me. Um, but yeah, it was such a good podcast. And one of their guests was kind of talking about this too. So maybe it was in the back of my mind. But he was saying how as you get older and as your life evolves, like what you're saying, then your routines are going to change as well. Like obviously, it, it one day if you have kids, then your routine is going to have to change. You may not have mm-hmm. time to like, exercise for the first 30 minutes of the day or whatever but Mm -hmm. that might have to go somewhere else Mm -hmm. um but yeah so that was a little bit of what we were talking about um and so I want to get your opinion on the midday nap oh (laughs) I know a lot about that please share (laughs) because I love to nap when I get the opportunity (laughs) Um, (laughs) I do. I like, I know a lot of my friends will say that they have heard me tell them that 30 minutes 
is good. Like mm. you can you can get a good excuse me, a good solid 30 minutes in and you recharge basically. So mm. I think that a lot of <laughs> big businesses um have incorporated it if they can like the nap room or the rest Mm -hmm. room or whatever they have um where they allow their um employees to go and take a break a 30 minute break hour break or whatever but usually they're encouraging them to like rest and that means sometimes you have to take a nap and that's okay and I feel like once again, that's another thing that is shamed. Like, what's the reason why we were taking naps as kids? Like, that stuff worked. <laughs> like, it's, it really yeah. did. Even, I mean, children, of course, they need that for different reasons. But at the same time, like, it doesn't change. Like, we're still moving around a lot. And we need to sit and recharge and then go back out. So that's just my take on that. Um, but I, I am a advocate. For naps. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that we should challenge ourselves more to take naps just to see. Yeah, and even if you don't actually go to sleep, um, just um, like even getting, because I know in my classroom, what I've been trying to do is I'll close the door. I'll just turn all the lights off. I got this from one teacher. This She gave me this idea. And I'll go sit in this beanbag chair that I bought for the kids and I'll just close my eyes. And I'll set my alarm for like maybe even if it's just 10 minutes. And then when I just go back and move around, I already feel so much more refreshed. And then there's also a lot of apps like Headspace or the, uh, what is it, Aurora app. Like mm-hmm. You can use that time to meditate or whatever it might be. Um, that just kind of gives you a, a clean slate just mm-hmm. like to recharge. Um, and also, there was this other, this other um, what was it? I read before that there is... A specific time frame um, that is better to nap. Like if you nap longer than this time, then mm-hmm. it can actually have the opposite effect and make you feel more sluggish. But mm-hmm. if you if you wake yourself up too soon, it could just make you feel like more irritable. So I think it was like in these increments of five minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, or what was it? Five minutes, ten minutes, or twenty minutes. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, because you don't want to go too long because you'll enter into REM sleep. Yeah, but like, but I just thought it was interesting, like something about 15 minutes being kind of, isn't it like such a funky in-between number? Like that makes you feel weird. And I tried it out and I did a 15-minute nap and I felt weird. Like I felt like it <laughs> needed to be like a little longer mm-hmm. or, or shorter. And then 30 minutes is like, okay, you're just saying goodnight. <laughs> Not me. No? Mm-mm. I, I, 30 minutes, I'm done. Good night. So I also found this article on HuffPost.com, and it's called Quality of Life, the Italian Siesta. Um, So you know how in Europe there's a lot of places, like I think they do this in Italy, Spain, France. Mm -hmm. Um, So at a certain time of the day, like mid-afternoon, all the businesses will close. And this happens around uh, maybe between the hours of 1 to 4 or like Mm -hmm. 12.30 to 3.30. And the businesses will close and the people will go home, rest, eat something, do whatever they need to do. Then they come back around 3, 30, 4 o'clock, work until about 7 p.m. and then go home. And I think that the U.S. needs to catch on, get on the bandwagon with this. Yeah. Because uh, I think, I don't know, I feel like it would improve a lot of people's productivity, actually. 
um, if they had that time to rest. So in a lot of ways, it seems like it's a cultural thing almost. Like American culture rewards the personality of the person that just works, 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 and doesn't take a break. Like they reward that. Like even look at the new year, everybody does, you know, like we did a vision board or whatever, but I like our vision board because at least on there we had goals, Mm -hmm. but we both included like, you know, slow down or, you know, stuff like that. Um, but it's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think it's just important to remember when to allow yourself to rest. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think that going back to napping, um, I just wanted to give a couple of facts from the Sleep Foundation because they talk about the importance of rest in correlation to napping. Um, And they talk about how in the United States, we appear to be very sleep deprived. And it's due to, like you said, the busy lifestyle that keeps us from napping and the naps don't necessarily make up for our inadequate, um, poor sleep habits at night, Mm. but it does help us with alertness and it helps us to stay focused. Mm -hmm. So that's why they say it's very important because if you don't get good rest or if you are all the, all over the place, you know, it helps you to hone in on what you need to get done. Um, and they talk about, the short nap, which you mentioned, the 20 to 30 minutes. Um, and they broke the types of naps down. So you have planned napping, mm. which is, you know, you just plan it in your day. Um, and then you have emergency napping. <laughs> and then you have habitual napping. Mm. And each one has its own distinct um, fact about it. And these are proved like helpful to pr- productivity mm-hmm. incorporating these yeah um planned napping involves taking a nap before you actually get sleepy so you may use this technique when you know that you'll be up later than normal like a like mm-hmm. your normal bedtime um and it's to ward off getting tired earlier now the emergency nap on the other hand it occurs when you are suddenly like very tired and cannot continue with the activity you were originally engaged in. Mm. So that's <laughs> is that what happened to you when you were folded? Right. Yes. <laughs> yes, that was <laughs> Yes, that's exactly that's exactly what happened, but this talks about emergency napping helping because you may be doing something with like machinery or something. So you may need oh. to take an emergency nap because of how dangerous, you know, that can be. Um, and then habitual napping is practiced when a person takes a nap at the same time each day. Mm-hmm. And this is for young children. Like they may fall asleep about the same time each afternoon, or this could be due to um, the parents you know, keeping them on the schedule. And then adults might take a short nap after lunch each day. Mm-hmm. So that's the... I feel like for me, I used to be on a habitual habitual napping um, program, but then <laughs> I could not, you know, keep that going. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, it's a sacrifice, though. So it is. Like, um, like what this article was saying, too, it says um, that's quality of life, sacrificing the possibility of making some business Mm -hmm. or the tranquility of having a nice home-cooked meal. So money. 
Yeah. Because during those hours, for me, I mean, aren't those the busiest hours between 12.30 and 3.30? Those are the busiest hours of any job you have. Mm -hmm. That's probably where the most action is going on at that time. And they're choosing to say, okay, but I'm going to, like, take care of myself and, like, go home and rest and come back. So It's like the ultimate self-care as a society. Yeah. And I think that's really cool to push those types of morals and traditions. So another article I wanted to bring up is from greatergood.berkeley.edu, and it's called How Resting More Can Boost Your Productivity. And I don't know why I cannot say that word. Still can't say productivity. Productivity. <laughs> productivity. Okay, got it. Um, so it's five ways to incorporate more rest and rejuvenation into your workday. And the first thing on their list is starting an early morning routine. So why don't we both take turns um, saying what our morning routines are? Okay. So it's yours. Oh, it's mine? Yeah, you okay. Can <laughs> so my morning routine consists of getting up, opening the blinds, and going into the kitchen and boiling water for tea. And tea is just a very important part of my daily routine. Actually, you know, not not just for the morning, but like literally like throughout the day. Like I drink tea throughout the day. Um, and then in the morning, I'm making oatmeal and I usually put the same thing in my oatmeal. And then sometimes I change it up a little bit, but oats is definitely the thing. And after that, I turn on some calming music and then I just kind of like mosey around, like just get moving. And I I'm recently started doing yoga. So I used to do that every morning for 30 minutes. So I'm trying to get back to doing that and stretching out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mine, I think my routine is different when I'm working. Should I say the routine I have when I'm in work working or um, like off schedule? Well... I guess whichever one you want, cause I don't, I don't have different. You stick to it no matter what. Mm-hmm. I That's good. The same. That's yeah. good to keep it consistent. Um, well, I've been off since I've been on break, but <laughs> what I usually do is I wake up. Well, my alarm goes off, and then I'll, I'll snooze it for ten minutes. But while it's being snoozed, I'll put on my rock salt lamp just mm-hmm. so I get a little light in, and then I'll just kind of lay there for a minute. Like I won't look at my phone or anything, but I'll just like lay there. Then when the second alarm goes off, I get up right away and then I roll out my yoga mat and then I'll do some stretching on it for maybe like mm, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, then after I do that, I'll meditate for three minutes. Oh, that's good. And then after that, then I go um, into the bathroom, brush my teeth and do all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Once I'm dressed, showered, all that stuff, then I go make coffee and basically run out like a crazy person. Um, <laughs> but then when I'm in my car, I usually listen to a podcast. Like I try not to listen to music for me in the morning just because mm-hmm. where I'm going, like my personality is just already naturally creative and dreamy. So mm-hmm. I need to like reel it in mm-hmm. <laughs> in order to get into like work mode. Like, okay, I'm teaching these children math. Like mm-hmm. what is math again? Like I need to like <laughs> get back into that mode so I won't listen to music. Um, so sometimes I'll... I'll like put on a YouTube video about the lesson I'm going to teach or oh. I won't put anything on at all or or I'll put on something educational. At least so my brain is like thinking about that. Okay. So I guess that's That's good. Routine. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Um 
I know I found some research about morning routines um, from pretty like prominent people that we know about, like Oprah and um, Tony Robbins, and they talk about their morning habits, which is basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is from the Business Insider, and they they say that. Um, Oprah talks about not having an alarm. So, like, that's something that she... Yeah, she always says that. Yeah. Like, her body is automatically, like, wakes Uh, up. I'm like, that is so awesome. Um, Because alarms are alarming. Yeah, they are. (laughs) Which is not a good way to start your day, technically. Like, no. Like, (laughs) no. I don't... I usually have, like, the birds, like... I need to get a the better bird, alarm. Yeah, this I like phone, that one. This iPhone XR, it's like the speakers are so powerful. Oh, really? And it's like the bells wake you up, but they sound so loud. I need to get a different alarm. But anyway. Um, <laughs> and, and she talks about, you know, when she wakes up, she journals um, and exercise. Oh, I did forget one thing. So one new habit I incorporated, too, is I have a gratitude jar. So I have these little pieces of paper, and I'll just write, like, one thing I'm grateful for and put in the jar. So mm, that's one thing. And then I, like I just that. thought of that because I see that she says something about practicing gratitude. Yes. that's um, Oprah and Tony Robbins talks about practicing gratitude. So just starting your morning off with um, words that kind of connect with gratefulness, those things that make you feel, like, really grounded and also getting outside. Like, they talk about the importance of just, like, stepping outside. So I know I I read a bit. I don't remember when that was, but talking about how people usually wake up, they stretch, and then they just go out on their balcony and, like, face the sun, with mm-hmm. whichever direction the sun is. And then they come back in and continue on with, like, that, that, that morning. That wakes you up more. Yeah. I, I think I read that. Yeah, that can wake you up more than coffee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are some important things to remember when it comes to morning routines and habits. So we've talked a lot about, um, you know, the benefits of resting, taking naps, and the importance of having a morning routine. Um, So let's talk just a little bit about ways to be productive. Um, So Ebony, you are a creative. You're an artist. Um, Mm -hmm. You were recently at... Art Basel in Miami. So yes, congrats, congrats. (laughs) Thank you. That was amazing. Um, Yes, it was awesome. That's beautiful. So, as an artist, um, how do you get yourself like motivated to create? Like, do you have like a set schedule where you write down in a book, like, okay, today at this time, I'm gonna paint or I'm gonna draw, I'm gonna do this, or is it just kind of like you're just going about your life and then it just hits you like, oh. I'm going to do this. Like, how does that work? I know a lot of my fellow creatives, um, some of them actually do write things down, but I know that I haven't gravitated towards that. I usually just set the intention daily to create something. So whether that is creating something on Instagram, a post, an Insta story, a video, um, just something that I feel like, I connect with 
in that day. Mm -hmm. And then also thinking about what I need to do for uh, future references. So maybe that that's a painting or starting to plan out the rest of a project that I have a vision for Mm -hmm. um, or finishing a conversation with somebody that I'm working on something with. Such as like, you know, me and you talking about our podcast and the topic. Um, so it sounds like it's more about setting aside the time for you as ooh, opposed to being like, yes. well, this is what I'm going to do with the time. This mm, is exactly mm. what. Because oh. once I get the time, and mm. I'm not even going to say get because you make time. Once you make you know? the time. Yeah. Once I make the time, then it will get done. Like I will do it. Um, or something. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I definitely will. I think when it comes to social media, the beauty of the social media is that it's on your phone. So honestly, I'm probably creating on social media maybe like five to six hours out of the day because I'm on it, off it, on it, off it. And I'm always like thinking about creative stuff constantly because I just feel like Instagram is a really important part of my platform as an artist Mm. so for me I think it's a little bit different I guess I'll talk about me with my music which I kind of haven't really been doing my own music for a little bit I was in a band for a while but I haven't been recording my music as of lately but I think that's what kind of that's where this podcast the idea of it came from because I'm still struggling with it Mm -hmm. like I'm not exactly sure how to be the most productive but as of right now what I'm doing is it's a it's more of a just like okay, I'm walking and then I just like get an idea and this overwhelming filming feeling, sorry, comes over me where I'm like, okay, I need to create, I need to write right now. Mm. I need to record. And then it just like takes over me. And then I've like forgotten to eat. Like (laughs) I've forgotten to do everything I need to do. Mm. But then I have like, I've done so much work and I'm like very proud of it. But, um, so I think, I don't know if there is a better way. If I, I don't know if I was to set aside time, if my work would be, like if this song, like if it would sound as good or not, hmm. like I'm still struggling with that. I don't know. Like I work really well, just like kind of under like just spontaneity. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's, it is a learned understanding when it comes to creating in general, because a lot of people say you have to feel it. You have to feel like doing something, but I've also heard how that can work against you mm-hmm. always waiting for a feeling because yeah, then what if you don't get it right exactly but you know that you maybe have committed to doing something and mm-hmm. it's like oh, I don't feel like it but okay but you have a deadline yeah maybe it depends on what it is too because that's how I am with my music but it's because it's like I don't have a deadline like it's just something I do like for pleasure more mm-hmm. but when it comes to like okay stuff that I have to do for work um with that, I still probably need to get better at the setting aside time thing. I think I'm going to probably do what you suggested. Like, okay, this is the time frame for me to work. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just insert whatever need be. But like, as of right now, like I'll make a lot of lists and I do really well with lists. So I'll have a monthly goals. I'll make a list of my goals for the month, a list of my goals for the week, and then like a daily to do for the day. And then I notice just as I start just like whacking at them, then I'm just naturally going to get closer to being what like doing whatever it is that I need to do to be productive. So I don't know, maybe I need to stick by that because over the break, I just realized I haven't really written. I've written like one list 
and it was only my monthly list. Hmm. So maybe I need to just stick with that. Maybe that works for me. Yeah. I don't know. I think a lot of millennials, like, search for their thing, you know, like, what works for them. Like, we are all on this journey trying to figure that out. All right. Well, that is the end of this podcast. And we are super excited about 2019 and what we have planned for you all. And you have any last words, Arabia? I just wanted to say a quick shout out to B2K, who's going on tour. (laughs) Shout out, B2K. We're going to be in the building. B2K is back. (laughs) So, yes. On that note, you all can follow us at Us Millennials Podcast on Instagram. And you will find our links to all of the streaming platforms as well as the email address to get in contact with us. So please talk to us. We really want to know what you think about our topics. We love you all. See you next time. Bye. Bye.